Are you ready to get the body and health you've always wanted? It's time to do it. This is Bodies by Brent. Brent has been a personal trainer for 16 years, and now he's all yours. Interviewing the pros in health, wellness, and the fitness field. Get educated and motivated. Let's get to work. From Austin, Texas, this is Bodies by Brent. And this is your host, Brent Ruska. Welcome to episode 10 of Bodies by Brent podcast. I am your host, Brent Ruska. And today we have an awesome guest, Eric. He's a retired cop of 20 plus years and a Wim Hof instructor. He studied directly with Wim Hof and he teaches us all about the benefits of breathing and ice baths and all that. Uh, Even help people with uh, Crohn's disease. Uh, So I look forward to sharing his knowledge and wisdom. Super interesting, awesome guy. Super appreciative. He came out today, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Eric, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I'm pumped to have you here. Uh, you've had quite the uh, interesting experiments or experiences uh, with Wim Hof, and you teach yourself, yes? Yeah. Yeah. So introduce yourself for people that don't know you. Yeah. Okay. Um, Eric Milosevic. And it's funny. I do feel like it's been an experiment. I feel like my life has been an experiment. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, Eric Milosevic. Um, I guess my, my quick intro would be a martial artist since I was seven, then went in the military for four years, and then became a cop for 25, did, you know, SWAT, narcotics, uh, but then also did... Uh, um, undercover narcotics. I didn't do narcotics. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah, let me rephrase that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I worked narcotics. Yeah. Got it. Uh, and then, uh, then I worked with the police activities league when, um, and it's so interesting like that really the narcotics working undercover was like some cool stories to tell people. Yeah. I worked undercover, you know, but that reality is what was the most touching and moving is when I worked the police activities league and worked with what they call that risk youth. Uh, and some of those, Young men, like at this point, they're like, uh, they're like 28, 29, 30 years old, early 30s. Um, and I knew them since they were like 14. Oh, wow. And, and there's like a handful of them that I'm still in touch with. Um, so anyway, that's, and that's true. It's so close to my heart. One of them just recently, he became a cop and he didn't have it easy, but he became a cop and now he's a, a sheriff and he just, you know, he'll reach out to me and he's like, he just became a canine officer and he was like, Hey man, I became, and I, he was the first person I thought it was you. Wow. Yeah. It's really just touching, you know, to see some of these and some of them haven't done so well, you know, um, but I'm still there. Like it's, and it's interesting, like being that mentor, they're not like obviously my kids, but it's just, I'm a little removed, but it's also like there. And so anyway, so yeah, I was a cop, got out, became a, a taught a lot of martial arts, defensive tactics, um, Krav Maga as a police officer, everything that except the gun is basically what I taught from taser to pepper spray to even nunchucks which a lot of apartments don't but that was the coolest thing i had on my police belt was nunchucks do you have nunchucks on your yeah and that's what people would say they would look at me and those are those nunchucks <laughs> <laughs> and then i would be like as a matter of fact they are <laughs> and i would like pull them out and like you know like it, it was the coolest thing and they were very effective they weren't really for striking you could strike but they were more for like wrapping around somebody's wrist and then, boom, you know, taking them down or even an ankle. You grab an ankle and they're like, oh, and you stick them down on the ground. Oh, it's cool, yeah. Great for control. So anyway, I taught that, which was, I just thought the raddest thing. Because as a kid, I used to swing around like Bruce Lee. And then I'm saying, oh, I'm carrying them around. 
and teaching it. So I love that. And anyway, so I, I did that. But then I got into yoga a little later on in my, you know, police thing. It was really out of just almost necessity after doing martial arts since I was a kid and military and, uh, and, and, you know, cop, my body was getting beat up. And then I ended up in a yoga class. Actually, at a Krav studio, they had a yoga class, and I took it. And then, man, it was like first class. I'm like, oh, wow. This is, I'm actually here. To, you know, this is like healing my body. It just felt so good. Yeah. Because even in your Krav Maga martial arts, I was hitting, oh, you're hitting pads. You're constantly doing this physical stuff. And I, I, it's, it was really, I beat myself up way more than I've ever beat anybody else up. You know, so it was nice to get this balance of this healing so anyway, yeah, then I became, you know, slowly getting more and more yoga and um, that, that, you know, I look at the yin-yang thing, you know, and I was very young. is like the hard side of it, the martial arts, the military, and da, da, da. And then I started going more yin. And, they, you know, they say the yin-yang, when you look at the symbol, there's like a dot of yin and a dot of yang in the, in the symbol, right? Um, and so there's always been a dot. Even when I was very young, there was always a dot of the softness. And now that I'm 50-something, I'm 50, turning 55 in August, I said the first 50 years was very young. The next 50 years, I'm going to be more yin. There's always a dot of yang. I'll tell people, you know, I get soft because I'm dancing and I'm flowing and I'm having a good time. And people may, you know, whatever. But let them know, hey, there's always a dot of yang, bro. If you got to go there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Don't get it twisted. But, yeah, 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 <laughs> but yeah. I'm a lover. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so anyway. That was kind of my own long maybe intro, but that's 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 where I'm at right now. That's all. And then you started diving into Wim Hof. Yeah, literally dove into Wim Hof, and that was right as I was exiting the police department. Um, I was already doing you know quite a bit of yoga and and meditation, and and most of this stuff really that I did the yoga, like I talked about, my body was beaten up, so I got into it physically for my own preservation, you know. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is healing for my body. Yeah. Um, I had a similar experience where I was doing bodybuilding, just beating the shit out of myself all the time. You're just lifting heavy weights and you're just it's egoic pur- purposes and just look a certain way. And then you get to a point where you're like, I just don't feel good. Yeah. And I went to like one of first yoga class and I used to make fun of yoga all the time. <laughs> and then I went to a class where the teacher was a, a Buddhist, a Buddhist nun. And she also had a cognitive psychology degree. And she taught yin. And so she would do like, she would teach you the philo- the true philosophy of yoga with cognitive therapy while you were doing like yin yoga. That was like mm. long. And man, like I just had releases after releases. Mm. And I was like, I was missing that yin, literally the yin, that peace, that softness yeah. on myself too. The way like, cause you're always like hardening, right? You're trying to harden, yeah. harden, right? Uh, yeah. So that softening, I, 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 I resonate with that. And it is yeah. so healing. You start like, so I'm, I'm fucking getting more energy. Like, right. th- like pains I thought weren't going to go away are going away. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that gave me a goosebumps when you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So you started incorporating that. You're feeling your body starting to heal. And then now you're right. getting introduced to Wim Hof. How, right. where, where did you get introduced to that? So it was actually in the police department. I was still there. It was like my last year there. And we were doing some cross training with Arizona PD. And uh, for de-escalation, you know, this is now it's become this big thing, you know. And uh, so anyway, they came and they were talking about a program that they were teaching to their officers. And I was already into breath work and doing some stuff, looking at breathing. And because um, you taught some breath work already, right? Well, you know, from the I mean, martial arts. And then I was like and from yoga, obviously, you know, different different breathing stuff you learn in yoga. Ujjayi. So I was, I was yeah, ujjayi breathing and stuff. So I was I was interested in it. Um, and then this guy from. Uh, from Arizona PD, and he was like a stereotypical SWAT guy. I mean, he's probably like 6'3", 
200 something, you know, just built and just like, just a bad dude. Right. Yeah. But then he started talking about breathing and he was um, actually talking about the Spetsnaz, the, the Russian and the military and some stuff that they do. Um, and I looked into that a little bit afterwards, um, which is actually interesting. And um, not to, you know, you got to be careful with some of these breathing. I want to spit on your mic. But, it, you know, some of their breathing, is <laughs> which is really intense. But it's like, so see for like a SWAT team or something like that, a lot of times, and I, you know, from being on the, the SWAT team and stuff, you might be, you get it, you're going to, you get ready for some mission, something you're going to do, you're going to go hit some house, do a warrant. And you may be planning all day, but you're not going to go until like nine o'clock at night. And now you're laying around. Yeah. And you got all this gear on and all this stuff. And then you're like, and you know, and just kind of zoning. And they're like, all right, guys, it's time to go. And you're like, oh my God. And then, you know, and you got to, and then you got to, you got to, how do you get up? So some breathing, you're like a lot of meditation. There's, you know, there's a parasympathetic and the sympathetic. And yep. most meditation is trying to get you into the parasympathetic, right? Rest and digest, which is great. That's where we should be most of the time. Mm-hmm. However, there are these times. In life, like, okay, you're going to go hit the door. There's guys in there with guns. They may kill you. Here's yep. who they are, and you got to go in there, and you're like, I just want to go home and, like, fucking crash <laughs> out right now. I'm done already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, okay, i got to pick myself up. I, I Honestly, thinking about this now, when I did, like, Taekwondo tournaments, I wish I had this because I don't know if you've ever been in any martial arts tournaments. You sit around for fucking ever. Yeah, and you're right. like you're like I'm. I don't want to fight anymore. I wish I <laughs> right. You're like I right. want to go home and enjoy my Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So cool. So like amp yourself up. With amp this breathing. yourself up. Yeah. And I will. I will just like just. I just have to mention because dude, I did Taekwondo too. I was on the Army Taekwondo team and That's competed. Sweet. So yeah. I'm I with love, you. I love Taekwondo. Love it. And yeah. I love you know it's interesting because you talk about breathing. The kia is a is a breathing. And it's a breathing technique that I taught with police officers. Oh, okay. Because you know that you know that that is a yeah. That's boom, you know, bam. I mean, if you sometimes to really, you know, you it's called your prana, the life energy that runs through you. Yeah. It can be healing and it can also be boom, you know, life taking if need be. Totally. So it's learning how to like use that energy, you know, again, and going back to that yin yang, this balance, you know. Yep. And obviously, like really, like, like the most powerful, powerful tool is love. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if we could just come with that. You know, like, but it, it's one of those things. I, I remember hearing this, uh, another trainer, law enforcement trainer, um, then he became an attorney and a trainer, but he was like, you know, as police officers, we, we, um, treat people like a million dollars and have a plan to kill them, which is, it sounds really harsh and brutal. Interesting. But I mean, look, it, and that's, it's, it's, I know it's a tough time, obviously for cops. It always has been, but right now is really tough, yeah. but you're on the street. You don't know this person. You've got a family at home. You got, you know, these, these are people too, you know, they've got lives yeah. and you want to go home at night. But at the same time, I'm going to treat you like love and compassion. I don't know you. You yeah. might be a killer. You might be somebody that just killed who knows who, your whole family, some other gang member, whatever. And now you have a gun tucked in your back. I don't know. So I'm, yeah. I got to talk with you and be cool. Treat you like a million dollars. Love and compassion. Hey, buddy, what's going on? You doing all right? But then all of a sudden, you reach for your, behind your back and you start pulling a gun out at me. I better go. I better really switch like from love to, you know, drawing my own piece, boom, and doing what I got to do to go home at night. So it's... Yeah. This is this monk and this warrior, this 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 peaceful warrior. It's this it's such the balance with law enforcement. And look, it has to be. Yeah. And I'm all about right now, like trying to do, okay, let's go back to the love and compassion. Uh, and I know we're diverting a little bit, but the, you no, know, I think this is good. And I think yeah. it, it may seem like you need the love and compassion, but you also need to understand how to, you know, protect yourself and protect other people at the same time and yeah. be responsible with the two. 
right? You can't neglect either or. Either or, right. Right? So you true. can't have just all love because when it comes down to protect people, it's just going to fall apart. Right. And if you just have all that, like, yang, then it just makes chaos everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Then you're beating people up and... Yeah, and then, uh, and then it's, it's not good. Right, obviously, yeah. And, you know, the thing that's interesting, there was um, several studies done, and one in particular where they, they, they looked at police officers that were martial artists that studied martial arts on an ongoing basis on their own time. Okay. And uh, not surprisingly to me, they way less uses of force from those guys. Yeah. I know, and I, I've had this discussion, and with, I remember I had a discussion with actually a, a Hapkido master about it, the same, you know, and you, once you, if you have, and look, there's, there's guys that are way more badass than me, but I know I, but I train a lot in Krav Maga and martial arts. And so I, you know, I, I felt pretty ready when I was out there and continued. I would train a lot on my own. So when you go out there and you're dealing with someone, if you have that experience, if you have that knowledge, then I can relax. Exactly. You know? And so then I'm not more apt to go into fight or flight. I'm more to be calm in the situation boom, boom, and not use excessive force. Exactly. So really, it's, you know, some people times I think get it twisted. Like officers really need that training. They need to know how to take a gun away from somebody. They need to know how to draw their gun and do what they need to do. They need to pra- actually, the more they do that, the more they're going to be able to be balanced in the soft. And then also teach people like they came out for a while with law enforcement. OK, there's a policy now that um, you've got to attempt de-escalation when possible, you know. But that, but at the time they hadn't really given us okay what does that even mean what 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 is that what is de-escalation so they just threw this phrase is this at you. possible yeah. yeah here's a phrase this is what you must do you know when feasible when possible I mean obviously if somebody's shooting at you then you you got to return fire you yeah know? there's You're, no de-escalating there's out. no de-escalating <laughs> sometimes sometimes de-escalating is yeah force shooting it could you know it could be yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had a scenario where we created this de-escalation thing, and now, okay, now the, the um, here was the scenario, and we would tell the officers, and we were teaching them de-escalation all day, these different communication techniques and talking to people and talking them down. Um, and we had some scenarios where that was what you did. And then we had one scenario where it was like, okay, this guy's about, um, you get a radio call. Guy is distraught, just got fired from his job. And uh, you go to his house. The wife's the wife calls. She's worried about him because he sounds like he's suicidal. You go to the house and she's like, "He left. He left the house." So at your at the house now you get a call that's saying, "Oh, he's at his old job and now he's in the parking lot and he's sitting on the curb in the parking lot of his old job." Okay. So then you go there. So then we'd have that do the scenario, right? And we so and so we set it up. And go, okay, that's his old job right there, right? It's there's a lot of people inside that he works for is an advertising company. Um, there's like 40 employees in there right now. Yeah. All right. So now you go out there to contact the guy and you walk up to him. He looks at you. He stands up, takes out a gun and starts walking towards the door. That's 20 feet away. Oh man. And you're telling him. So, you know, officers, right. Pulling gun, drop the gun, drop the gun. He's not, he keeps walking towards the door. What do you do? (laughs) What do you do? You you, you probably shoot him. You got to shoot him. Right. Yeah. That is a horrible situation to be in. Horrible situation. That's an awful situation. And so it was, you know, and so to what we the reason we did that scenario is we had to like let officers know, like it's that that whole thing again. Like, look, we try to talk people down, we try to be loving and compassionate, but now if it comes down, this guy's going to walk in there where there's like thirty employees, and he's got a gun and he's suicidal, and now he just got fired from there. <laughs> yeah, and we had some officers that didn't right. They're like, has that shoot? Stop! 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 It's very few, but there's some like stop, and then they let him go inside, and that door shuts. And the scenario, then we're like, okay, yeah. scenario's over. How did you do? And it's happening in seconds. Yeah, right. 
right? And it's happening. We're here, chilled, sitting on the thing, but it's happening. And even if it's in life, really life, life, oh, yeah. these things happen like this. Yeah. Such a tough, 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 tough job, man, bro. So I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. Um, so I'm working now. I'm still working. I'm working to the new organization called Pathfinder Resilience. Uh, okay. They're fantastic. This lady, uh, Renee Thornton, Dr. Renee Thornton, she was uh, ex-military herself and had worked with a lot of special forces units in the military, um, psychology, and working with them. And then she went into the private sector. Um, and then, as she tells the story, a close friend of hers who was a Navy SEAL committed suicide. Oh, yeah. Once that happened, she's like, okay, I'm going back to military law enforcement. You know, I'm creating these programs. These guys need it. Uh, and it really brings me, it could bring me to tears. Like I got to like, I got to breathe because, you know, there's more military guys killed than, in, you know, by suicide in Afghanistan. It's like the number one killer of those, those guys, those gentlemen, you know, which I was, those are my brothers. I did my time in the military. Then the, the law enforcement, same thing. Number one killer of police officers is suicide. More cops are killed by their own gun than by, you know, anything else, which is freaking a nightmare, man. Yeah. So anyway, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, I want to be a part of this. She created this great program. It um, has eight pillars. Like each month, there's a different pillar. And uh, I'm sorry, not eight months. Each, each week, there's a different uh, pillar. And I went through the course, and now I'm mentoring um, in the course. This is my first course to mentor through. But it's so wonderful. And it's really, it could be for anyone. You know, it's eight pillars. Could, I mean, I, I don't, don't ask me to name them all eight right now. I'm not. Yeah. But it's, you know, it just really covers a broad spectrum. I mean, from your finances um, to wellness, like eating, working out. Uh, and to even like spirituality, like this last week of spirituality, which is an interesting one to me. Cause you know, there's uh, spirituality. Like what does that encompass? You got to be able to, cause it's broad, right? So this could be Christian, Catholic, Buddhist, atheist, yeah. any of that. But what is your spirituality? Where are you at? And what the importance of that is, um, which, uh, you know, is, is a beautiful thing, man. I, I mean, in, in my own, um, and I'm actually thinking about, I'm thinking about a question that, uh, you know, you wrote down and you wrote some of these questions, um, down, I was like, "Whoa, brother, you coming up?" <laughs> which is good. Yeah, which is good. Um, what was the question you were thinking of? Yeah, the question was, I, I think, was uh, what is something that you know nobody really knows about you? You mm -hmm. know, that was something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that. I was like, "Wow, I don't know if I, if I haven't told people, there's probably a reason they don't know that." You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to tell it on a podcast. Yeah. But then it's what one thing that that came to me that um, is, and I, I shouldn't say no one knows, but there's only a, like you know a handful most of people. people. Know. Most people know, um, and that's like my, my meditation prayer practice, you know. And I, it's interesting that when you ask me that, I've just been thinking recently that I actually want to like actually come out and share it because it's been so healing for me. Oh, cool. And it's kind of, I, was, I started to say before, the stuff that I do, these practices from Wim Hof to yoga and all these different things, I, I got into them to save myself. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got to save me right now. 100%. Like, I've had some struggles physically, emotionally. Yeah. I still, you know, fight with depression. And um, so these things that I fight with, my own physical pains, I mean, my back, I didn't really want to do surgery. They wanted to, so and I, I had to, how do I get beyond that? Which I have, you know, through the Wim Hof and the ice. And so there's all these different different healing modalities that I've learned. Um, and my spirituality is, has been, has been one of those. So, um, I get up like pretty much, you know, I can not say always, but pretty much every night, I would say five nights out of seven, I get up in the middle of the night and meditate and breath, do breath work. And, wow. and then I actually go back to sleep. Um, 
And I'll just like quickly like run down like how that freaking happened is I went to a meditation course. It was a weekend course. Um, and it was really about, you know, your, your chakras, which is, you know, it's a yogic thing, but it's these, these energy centers. And I'm definitely not a yoga. I'm or, uh, like a, a uh, I'm, not, I'm talking about, um, God, now I'm, I'm drawing up these chakras in my body. I'm definitely not a chakra. This is where like my girl, Jillian, if she heard me, she was, you know, she is, but I'm not. <laughs> so, yeah, but basically it's these energies they have these yeah. seven energy locations up and down the spine, up yeah. and down the body. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this meditation was that. It was talking about your chakras and really focusing. And then, and it was good. I liked it. And it was focusing on your breath and breathing into these different parts of your body. And But then the, the teacher at the end was like, yeah, the best time to do these is like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, yeah, right. Everyone was like, yeah, right. <laughs> right? I was going to get yeah, up like, at 3 freaking in the morning. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, this, I'm not. No. So I started doing it, and I was working night shift or whatever. Actually, I was working days. And I tried to do it in the morning, like 6 a.m. before. And I was hit and miss. I was doing it. Yeah. And then I shifted I, to night shift. I went to night shift at work at the police department and uh, didn't think about, you know, the meditation thing. But I, I went and I would get off at 2.30 in the morning. And now I come home and it's like 3 a.m. And I would be wound up from work. And I'm looking at 3 a.m. I'm like, ah, oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that meditation. Yeah. So I started like when I was working nights, I'd come home, boom, do the meditation. It's 3 a.m. And one of the main reasons they say, and I've heard it now actually in other uh, discussions why it's the most peaceful time 3am the city the light everything you know for the most part is the quietest time so everything's just this low so then you can really just sit and get into it so I would like sit, I started doing my meditation and then when I, when I worked nights then it was every night I got home boom I would just do it and it worked out then here's kind of a weird thing that happened then I got off nights and then I was working like day shift and then I go to bed like a you know regular time nine ten whatever o'clock at night. I go to sleep. I'm sleeping fine. I fall asleep at three a.m. Boom! I'd wake up, and I'm like, "Fuck! Why am I waking wow. up right now?" And I'm like, "I don't want to wake up now." And I would toss and turn and try to go back to sleep. I couldn't do it, dude. I'd like, I gotta get up. I do my meditation. Do I gotta do it. Yeah, I gotta do it. Yeah. So it is. It is weird how the body does it. So, so that, that is, is still. It's. A, it's not like I want to do it. It is rarely that. There are some times I wake up in the middle of the night. I actually want to do my meditation like now. That's like, I don't know, one out of 10 times is that way. Okay. Normally I get a, I'm like, it's really still like, oh, fuck, are you kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. But I, I, and I'll toss and turn. And, but I know I'm not going back to sleep unless I get up. And so now I get up. I actually do some breath work, you know, the, basically some Wim Hof stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing Wim Hof for like five years now or so. So it's kind of my, my own, you know, version. And, and that's one thing I really love. Wim Hof's an amazing, loving strong powerful incredible human being it really is and, and and i love his spirit he has this kind of this wild beautiful mm-hmm. spirit and when i went through the course and you know as an instructor then i was like no go out there and you know breathe motherfuckers you know do your thing yeah, yeah, do yeah. you like he, he was he really i felt like i got okay he we created this structure he has this structure which is so many different things right the martial arts and different things where you you got to start with structure and then once you have the structure, now you can start playing around with that, you know? So yeah. the breath has become that. I even think of, you know, the art of war. It's the, they talk about that, too, in the art of war. He talks about military. First, boom, you got to line up straight soldiers, blah, 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 right? And that's how you start. And then as, as soldiers get more advanced, so they're, then you could go over a village and you wouldn't even know they're soldiers. They're, they can just relax. But if they have to, boom, they can jump into that structure. Wow. And, so I remember thinking that so many times working undercover too, like boom, I'm like laid back, I'm whatever, but if boom, I can be a soldier. I have that, you have that in you, you know. 
So anyway, I friggin' I'm sorry, dude. I definitely got ADD. Like, if we wanted to go through all that shit, I'm all over <laughs> no, the place. I, lo- bro. I love it. So you have this consistent practice that you've always done. Yes, Mostly. thank you for bringing me back. <laughs> yeah. But I want to go back into the yes, Wim Hof because please, a lot thank of people, you, sorry. I like some of my clients. I'm surprised, you know, for you and me, it's like, oh, of course, you know who Wim Hof is or whatever. But yes, like, tell me about you. Know, you were talking to, about the guy, the SWAT guy, introduced you to uh, the practice, practice. Yeah. So how, how did you start to get involved with this? Who is Wim Hof? And then I want to go through some of the trainings you went through yes. and like where you are with it now. And like, yes, why, why would, why is it even, why was it even helpful to you? Yes. Thank you for giving me. Yeah. On track I'm, I'm right here with gonna you, It's going to be man. a full-time job for you right now. I'm, I'm going to do my best. I got you. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so yeah. So I want, <laughs> this is the thing. I want you yeah. to just like, go for it. Like. Uh, you know, because good shit comes out of that, right? So yeah. Well, I feel very oh. relaxed, man. Yeah, so good. I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm shooting from, yeah. So Bill Wimhoff. So this guy told me about it. I went home, checked him out online, because I was already, I was a yes to breath work, learning how to improve myself, meditation. So when this guy told me a little bit about Wim Hof, not a lot, I had just gone through actually Art of Living, which I won't go there, but it was another breath, very guru kind of. I loved it. It was great, mm-hmm. you know, meditation course with breath. But then he tells me about Wim Hof. He goes, oh, if I was going to do a course, I would do Wim Hof. I'm like, oh, well, what's Wim Hof? Um, so I go home. And uh, even then, you know, this was like, I don't know, five years ago. So he wasn't as well known. The last five years, he's freaking blown up, right? But yeah. then I didn't know he was. So I look him up. Oh, but there was definitely stuff on Google about him, the Iceman. And he had already had like 26 world records from, you know, swimming under the Oceanic ice, being in the ice baths and um, for hours. And just this intense guy running up. Mount Everest and nothing but a pair of shorts, yeah. you know, and like sandals and stuff. I mean, this, I was like, this guy is a beast, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and so I was, I was like, oh, wow, okay, that's who Wim Hof is. So then I looked it up on his website, boom, okay, there's a 10-week fundamental course you can do at home. Like, I'm in. So I did the 10-week fundamental course at home, and every week he comes on. And they still have it. It's still a highly, I highly recommend it. They actually updated it. Okay. Um, but it's great. Every week, you know, it's just a whim. He comes on with a video. Hey, guys, how you doing? You know, and then he's like, we're going <laughs> to breathe. And we do it. And, uh, and he's got such great – even on the video, he's got great energy. So, yeah, so I started doing, the, doing that, and I did the 10-week course, and I was like – So what do you do in the 10-week course? Yeah, so the 10-week course – and, you know, one thing that whim – says too and i feel it's so true is that the method is actually really easy that you know it's to do it what's going on inside your body is profound the science behind it is profound what goes on inside your body your mind your your spirit that's profound the actual doing it is easy that's what's so great about it yeah so what you're doing you're doing the breathing so you know the fundamental breathing this is you know no secret you can go on youtube whatever and just to check out the Wim Hof breathing yeah um typically the fundamental is into the nose out the mouth Oh, sorry, I did. I'm just like spitting all over your set. No, but you're good. Hey, you're, so it's so in through the nose, typically, pull, and okay. fully. Yeah, like you know, to, to quote Wim, yeah, fully in. <laughs> you do a great Wim Hof. Let go. <laughs> right? Killer Wim Hof. Fully in. <laughs> Let go. I listen to the app, and that's exactly that's what it him, sounds like. Right. Yeah. So it's a hundred percent in. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's a lot of times. Sometimes when I'm teaching a course, I'll just tell people, just let's not talk about thirty breaths. Let's just work on your one breath. Yeah, let's just because you get you know like so like just work on a hundred percent in, you know maybe a little more, and then just letting it go. So it's like probably kind of like eighty percent out because there's always I'm not forcing it out. Yeah. 
So to me, it is kind of it's back to the yin yang. It's kind of a yang inhale, right? It's kind of this powerful, hundred percent in, and then yeah. just relax, exhale, just letting go, right? Yeah. And then what happens? I mean, I taught. It was like teaching some course, a course yesterday. And what's interesting is it's that goes back to that old thing too. If you want to learn something, teach it. Yep. Like every time I teach a course, I'm like, oh, well, I kind of been messing that up, but I just taught it, and now I see. And so even in like showing people, there's, I feel like there's this natural inclination to hold the breath at the top, to do 100% in. But if you notice, I actually held at the top. Yeah. So here's not holding at the top. So there's no rest at the top at the bottom. It's just circular breath. And even in doing those three, I'm like, oh, yeah, dude. Like, you know, <laughs> like Wimp say, you get high in your own supply. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting to catch myself like, oh, I'm like, I'm actually feeling more when it's just circular. No stop at the bottom, no stop at the top. And that's, that's the Wim Hof breathing. And you know, so you do like 30 rounds of that. So 30, br- I'm sorry, not 30 rounds, 30 breaths. Yeah. And then typically exhale, hold on your exhale as long as you can. And what's amazing is you can usually hold your breath much longer than you could just normally. Um, and the reason for that really is because you've actually blown out. It's not that you're lacking oxygen. It's that you've blown out so much CO2. Okay. So you've blown out. So that's really the, the um, it's the low CO2 that gets you to, to breathe. So you blow out. And as I'm holding my breath, right, CO2 is building up in me. Okay. Right? So as that gets to that level of CO2 that's so high, then I actually have to release that. But since I blew out, my first thing is going to be to breathe in oxygen. Right? And then... Then I let out the CO2. So it's that buildup of CO2. That's why it's very important that, that in Wim Hof is that this, the safety thing, and to put it out there, this isn't meant to be done and then go dive into water and hold your breath underwater. Because if you're holding your breath, you blow out, and now you go underwater. What happens is, again, it's not the need for oxygen. It's the buildup of CO2. So you, in your mind, you're like, oh, I don't even need any oxygen right now. But then all of a sudden you, you do, you've got the buildup of CO2. And if you don't breathe, then your body actually takes over. And so you're holding your breath. Your body takes over. You pass out. And now you pass out. The first thing you're going to do is what? You just blew out. The first thing you're going to do is. Oh, wow. And you're underwater. You just, you just filled up your lungs and everything with water. You know, so now you're in a bad shape, right? So that's why people could die quickly. That shallow water, you know, um, drowning is, is from that kind of thing. So that's why don't do that. Don't do the whim off and dive in the water. Got it. Um, and I did take, which I, I won't go too far into it, but I, I did take a deep, like, free diving course for breathing. Okay. Which is uh, freaking amazing and awesome, too, to be able to hold your breath and now you're underwater. Um, I guess one of the big differences is you actually, when you do that, you actually hold an inhale. And then you go under. You do a bunch of breathing. Oh, interesting. And then you go under. And so now I'm actually, and I hold my oxygen the whole time when I'm underwater. And actually, as you go down, the oxygen compresses. So you don't even feel like you're full of air because you go down, it compresses. So now you're swimming and it's crazy. There's one thing. I, I mean, the, the deep diving, I, I do some, some of the stuff's amazing. So one thing is the mammalian effect that takes over. So you can actually hold your breath longer underwater. Like you and I tried to hold our breath right now as long as we could. And I'm not great at it. I might be able to go like four minutes. But if we did, if we did it underwater... Because there are more mammals, you get underwater. The mammalian effect, as long as your face is underwater, you can hold your breath longer. So the first time I did it, I did it for like, you know, I think I was at the time doing like three minutes and 20 seconds, Wim Hof breath, holding my breath. But I did it underwater. And this is my first class one weekend of the diving thing. And I was like four minutes and 20 seconds, like a minute longer underwater. Wow. It's fantastic. 
So you're holding your breath you're, and you're underwater. And you actually, what's interesting too is you're underwater, you actually sometimes will forget you're holding your breath. I mean, I was swimming with Monterey's and like, whoa, and you forget. It's, it's beautiful, amazing. And then I'm like, and like, oh shit, I'm holding my breath. And then the panic and then like, oh shit, I better get to the top. <laughs> to but what happens, you've been holding your breath on the inhale. So even if you were, which is really unlikely because of the way you do the breathing is different. Even if I were to pass out, the first thing that's going to happen is, is actually exhale because I'm holding, which gives me a, oh shit, it gives me some time Got to get it. up, right? Yeah. So that's, a, anyway, I just, I know I, again, I went off, but that's no. a big thing is a safety thing is don't do the whim and do it, you know, the, the water. That's huge. Uh, so yeah, bring me back. Where, so full, where are so we? <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Don't worry. I bookmarked it. <laughs> so we got full inhale and exhales. It's yes. 10 days, right? Yeah. So why are we, why are we trying to? 10 weeks. 10 weeks. 10 weeks. 10 weeks the fundamental. Every week Ten you get weeks. a video um, from Wim. And you're so, yes. So you're doing the breathing. Thank God for you, brother. So you're doing the breathing. And then another part is the cold exposure, right? So that's there's three pillars. There's the breath work, cold exposure. And then they've kind of mixed this one back and forth. It's like mindset or commitment really is the one they're, again, they've committed to now. So it's the breath, the cold exposure, and commitment. Um, because really, to get the to get the the full advantage of the method, it is about commitment. It's about getting in, doing the breath on a regular basis, doing the cold. I mean, you're going to feel and get some like, wow, you're going to get the high on your own supply the first time you do it. Mm-hmm. But to really continue to get to get the benefits from the cold water as well, you're going to get some dopamine. You're going to get you know when you get in and get out first time, you're like, woo, that was freaking amazing. But the, some of the benefits, it's again, it's long term effects. So you want that commitment to do it. And it does take commitment to get in the ice. So anyway, so you're doing. Cold showers and the breath work. And what happens with the cold is they, it starts every week. So you do it for 10 weeks. It starts building up. You start with like take a warm shower, whatever, however you want. And then for like the last 30 seconds, 60 seconds, whatever, turn on the cold. Turn off the heat. Boom. Just for 30 seconds, 60 seconds. Woo. Right. And then you build up each week. Okay. Now this week we're going to do two minutes at the end of cold. And, and by the 10th week, they had us doing cold showers for 10 minutes. Wow. Um, and no warm at the beginning. That was the 10th week. Wow. And to be honest, that was, and I, look, I was, I was in California when I lived there. So it wasn't that cold. However, it was the winter and we were having a colder winter. It was cold shower. And to this day, that was, that's hard. Cause you get in, huh, first of all, you just turn on the cold shower, <laughs> yeah. you know? And there's like, there's, there's no warm. There's no, it's not very, it's not welcoming at all. Yeah, Cause normally you're like, I want to take a shower to chill and relax. Yeah. And, yeah. It's like cold water. And you're like, <sighs> and that's where you know part of the commitment piece comes in mm-hmm. but what happens with the cold it's such an amazing teacher because there's things in life that you know we don't want to do but we got to do them and you're like i don't want to get in there but i'm, I'm getting i know it's good for me i know i'm gonna do it i'm getting boom, step in and then ooh, oh, you're not it hits you in the front and then mm-hmm. after a little while maybe you're used to that ooh, and you start showering but then you're like oh now i gotta turn around and you turn around, oh, it's like it's doing it all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The 10 minute showers were, you know, to this day, if it's, a, you know, if it's truly cold shower, depends where you are, what time of year or whatever, but it, that was, that was, that was stuff. So that's the 10 week fundamental course. So I did that. And then I'm like, so the breathing and the yeah. cold showers are, what are they designed to do? Yeah. So the cold showers is helping you not only, obviously it sounds like train your mind to do something you don't want to do. But is there a is a physiological benefit to doing that? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me about those. Yes, yeah, so for one, your body is an incredible, incredible thing. What it does, without even our knowledge of what's going on, um, 
So, I mean, yesterday I was leading, I was guiding people through ice baths yesterday. Okay. So, you know, as, as people come up, it's amazing to watch just knowing or think they're like, they're looking in the ice that you can already see there's like some fear, like, Oh shit, that's going to be cold. That's normal. Right. And so when they get in, what happens though to the body is the warm blood goes from your, your legs and your arms and the, everything constricts in you know, the blood vessels and veins nearby in your, your arms and legs constrict to hold and push the, the warm blood into your core for survival. Okay. So that's happening. So that's actually really good for your cardiovascular system. I mean, when else to get everything to constrict like that? Yeah. Right. And then boom. And then to, and when you get out, boom, now they vacillate. Everything opens up. So that's you're getting like, I have hip issues, my lower back issues. But when this is happening, it's forcing the fluids in and out. So that's getting a workout and fluids are pushing through. Yeah. Because it, it really for survival. So sometimes stuff gets stuck or whatever. So it forces that out. And obviously the cold, you know, it's good for the inflammation. So it's, it's forcing that, those things out. And then another thing they've discovered is even like the white blood cell count starts to increase. Okay. You're doing an ice bath. Um, one of the, these incredible studies that I, I read was there was uh, they looked at cold water swimmers um, compared to warm water swimmers. And the cold water swimmers had much higher levels of glutathione, which at the time didn't mean much to me. But in uh, you know, a little bit of research, it's like the grandfather, mother, whatever you want to call it, of antioxidants. Like oh, wow. glutathione is amazing. I mean, there's... People that are really into it, they get shots of glutathione, which can be beneficial. But if you get shots of glutathione, you have high levels for a little while, but then your body goes back, right? We adapt, go back to our normal um, stasis. But if you're doing ice baths and cold on a regular basis, glutathione also helps deal with the cold. So your glutathione levels are going to be up. And that's just one benefit. So now you have this amazing antioxidant. Your immune system is stronger. Um, There's something that I learned that Wim Hof is definitely a part of is that body hardening. Which you know, as a bodybuilder and weightlifter, that's 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 body hardening, lifting weights, which people are used to that working out, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, imagine if no one ever worked out before, and if you told them what you're going to do is we're going to lift this like 20 times, they're going to be like, I'm, I'm going to do that for it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like that. That sounds ridiculous. That sounds as stupid as getting in the ice. What yeah. am I going to, you know? But you, you realize the benefits. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, now my biceps are stronger. I'm feeling good. I'm getting a drop of a, you know adrenaline and dopamine, and then so yeah. it's, so it's it's part of body hardening is like working out and lifting. Well, it's the same now. I get in the ice bath, boom, it builds its body hard, and I, get, I can be stronger about getting into cold water, for one, but it's also building up my immune system for whatever comes around. Yeah. You know, um, And Wim talks about it. We've been in this society that's, and it's fine. We have heaters. We have air conditioners everywhere we go, and it's just really comforting. However, it's softening to our bodies and what's going on. You know, we used to be like, man, we just walk around in the ice and snow and a freaking loincloth and, you know, do what they had to do. And so they're much stronger. There's no stress from elements. Right. Yeah, we've, we've eliminated that, which can be nice, but it's also just realized that it can be softening. So it really, it strengthens us, you know, to, to do that. Um, so, yeah, so it's a workout for your cardiovascular system. It builds up your, your immunity uh, and definitely the psychological effect of it. Um, oh, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's whenever I'm challenged, one thing, like, even like, so you get in, you're going to be in fight or flight, which is interesting to me, like, for law enforcement. Um, and that, I don't want to get too sidetracked, <laughs> like, we know we could, I could do. <laughs> but what's great is that it's really hard sometimes in training. How do I get somebody into fight or flight? Like, if I want to do training, because you're going to be in fight or flight in certain situations, and even not law enforcement, in life. You're going to be in fight or flight at some point, right? And it's part of it, right? You're going to, you're getting into that sympathetic nervous system. So how do I learn to control myself in sympathetic, in fight or flight? Well, you know what? You want to train in fight or flight? Get in the ice bath. Because as soon as people get in, they're in fight or flight. Wow. 
So, you know, and it's interesting watching people because, you know, it's kind of a mirror. They say, how you do one thing is how you do everything, right? So you want to see how people react in fight or flight, put them in the ice bath and you'll see. And some people are like very impressive on calm. Some people are like, oh, you know, like, uh, and to be honest, I was actually more the latter than the first. I was, oh. like, it was, it was tough for me, you know, yeah. I would just not, just not take to this easily. Um, which I guess gets me to, we go back like to the, I went to the advanced course. Yeah. So you go to the advanced courses like it's, so you did the course. 10 weeks and then you go right. to the advanced. Yeah. So then that qualifies you if you want to do an advanced course. Um, and they have them all over the, all over the world, which is, that's what's really cool about the Wim Hof method is it's global, right? He started in the Netherlands in that area and then it came to the U S but it's all over the world. Um, and he really is about like, I want, he's, he's such a, again, a loving guy. He wants to just like, teach people how to heal themselves um, from a lot of different things, you know, from depression. I mean, there's a friend of mine that I went through the instructor's course with who has Lyme's disease. Okay. He's an instructor in Mexico, uh, Juan Pablo, great freaking guy. Um, and I don't want to mix it up too much, but as I remember the story, like he had Lyme disease, he was taking all these meds, he was in a lot of pain. He started doing the Wim Hof method and slowly just got rid of more and more meds until he's like, that's amazing. I'm breathing, I'm doing the ice bath, I don't need that shit. Yeah. Um, and it's so amazing that I feel there, and that's why like Wim, he started doing this stuff, you know, and he could just feel amazing in his, in his body, his spirit, his mind. I mean, and, and again, this is out there. I'm not saying anything that's not known, but his wife committed suicide and left him with all these kids. And he's like, I got these young kids. My wife who's lovely and beautiful, just committed suicide. Yeah. I mean, intense, intense, right? Yeah. So he was in this dark place. I mean, just like was driven and, but he, his body and doing the ice and doing the stuff. And then, Wow. I'm I've I've cured myself of my own depression. I'm 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 back. I'm on on top of my game. I'm amazed. How do I now? And it's really his kids that drove him to say, "Dad, you need to share this. You've been telling us that anyone can do what you're doing." He's like, "I'm not special. Anyone could break 26, you know, Guinness World Records." Yeah. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. But he was always saying everyone could do this. So it was really, from my understanding, it was his kids that drove him to like, "Oh, Dad, then you know, let's do this." Share it. Like, you've made this amazing thing. Share it with other people. So now that is his goal. He wants to share it so everyone can do this. So you can stop going to the doctors and taking all these meds. You know, he's, he's like jokes and not joking that he's worried that the pharmaceutical companies are going to come after him because they're like, shit, once these people know that breath is free and, you know, and ice water is not that, is, is not expensive, especially in, in Texas. I don't know. I, if I, you know, I don't know if they clip this out, but I got to give a shout out to Bucky's because you can go to Bucky's in <laughs> Texas and you can buy a 20-pound bag of ice. For 99 cents. I've never seen it. Like, that's amazing. So wow. I can buy 300 pounds of ice for 15 bucks. That's a lot of ice, bro. <laughs> so, so it's cheap. That's yeah. my point. You know, so ice is cheap. Air is free, you know. And, and so you start doing it and you're getting rid of like so many different things. I, again, I feel like, uh, you know, no pun intended, but they're just like chipping the iceberg on, on like the tip of the iceberg on all the stuff that this, this can yeah. help. Well, so the breathing, tell me about the breathing benefits. So I understand the ice, but. The breathing, the the hyperventilation and the retention, how does that affect the physiology? Yeah, as I take a deep breath. So, um, yes. So it's really you're working again. You're working your, your system by one. You're strengthening your cardiovascular system. Yeah. Right. So I'm I'm really tapping in because most people diaphragm. Uh, yeah, you're you're right. So the diaphragm when I breathe in, it's almost like if you think of a a syringe, right? It's like. It dries down, right? It's like uh, sucking in the air, right? And really, a lot of times, people are just here. 
very shallow breath and they're not really breathing deep down into their lungs where there's these little sacks that really pull into the, you know the oxygen deep into your lungs yeah so that's one it's just getting people to take a deep breath you know and i understand uh, if you stay in a shallow breath that triggers the sympathetic response yes right yes so i imagine if you're starting to train your diaphragm to drop down fully you're going to be more often in a parasympathetic yes response yes okay that makes sense i was yes. always kind of curious with that yeah so that's one it's just really tuning into your own body you know and strengthening that like how do i strengthen my uh cardiovascular system my lungs my diaphragm the intercostal muscles around your your rib cage so your rib cage starts you know expands oh yeah and you still start it's so interesting i feel like we're so and i think you know law enforcement and just not law enforcement but I, you know that's kind of my background it's all you know what it's situational awareness it's like what's going on out here at all times i got and, and you got to have that you got to you got to know what's going on because you know it could savor in your life so there's so much focus on this um and again i think other places too we're looking at what's going on out here what's going on you know instead of so it's it's taking that energy when i'm teaching law enforcement that i'm like okay take that energy as though you're going in shots being fired what's going on you've got to have at that moment complete awareness external awareness now flip that when you lie down and you get done with that take that same awareness and go go inside How much focus? Take that same focus and how does really focus on that breath? Mm. And how am I breathing? And how can I like improve, you know, that breath? And how like even working the intercostal muscles and learning learning about that. So it, anyway, it's building and strengthening that. Um, and then you know it's gaining the oxygen. Like I, Wim has done where they climb up mountains and um, it's unbelievable. So it's ATP is this is. Um, levels of energy in your body at a molecule level that's um and i can't i don't even want to try to pronounce you know i'm not a scientist but i know that's it's measured of of energies these atps and typically if we with just sitting here and we look at how many uh levels of energy per glucose molecule sugar molecule it's usually like two or three but they notice if you're doing deep breathing and everything's getting fully oxygenated, you could do like 30 to 32 ATPs in these measurements of energy with the oxygen. So it really can boost up your energy. Okay. Um, and also when you people like, so when they're climbing, typically they have to uh, get to a certain altitude and they have to acclimate, right? Yep. So people stay, they got to wait. Well, if you're doing the Wim Hof and just keep breathing, because really you get up so high, there's not as much oxygen in the air. Yep. But it's kind of like common sense. Okay, so if there's not as much oxygen in the air... Well, I want to take more of it in. What is there? I'm going to get more of. Yeah. I'm going out the CO2. So I'm taking in more oxygen because I'm taking in more oxygen. Yep. Right? So you, you actually can acclimate quicker and climb up quicker. Yep. Um, so that's one thing with the breath work. And I, it's interesting. Like once you start, it's kind of like they talk about, you know, this biohacking thing too, right? So um, I'll do it, you know, for my workouts. And I can even do... Um, like a workout, if I go and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go and I'm going to lift, like if you lift heavy, or even for me, I don't lift heavy anymore, but I still like going to the gym and lifting. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do my first set of pull-ups. I'm going to try to knock it out and see how many I can get. I'll actually do a round of breath before. I'll get pumped up before because I know I'm building oxygen. I'm building up like those ATPs, those glucose molecules. And I, again, I, that's why I said my life is like an experiment. I'll experiment with myself. Yeah. I won't do that. I'll just walk up last days ago and see how many pull-ups I can do. 
and like it won't be many, you know, like eight or whatever. And then I'm like, in my first one, and I'm just, I'm getting pumped up. I'm like, okay, you're actually getting in. It's that zone. So it's like parasympathetic and sympathetic. There's not like a, a good and bad. It's kind of like the yin and yang. Yeah. Like sometimes I need to be pumped up right now. I'm going to try to do these, you know, as many pull-ups. So it actually pumps me up. I'll go boom, and then I'll get on there. Boom. I'll do like yesterday. I had like 15 pull-ups, which I was like, wow. I'm, you know, for my age and after being all through, I was pretty happy with 15. You know, I was like, oh, I'm doing all right still. You know. So, I mean, I'm not talking about any world's record, but I'm talking about eight to 15. You know, it's my own experiment with myself. So you can learn how to pump yourself up, but it's not, it's like when to use that, that, that energy. I don't know, Laird Hamilton, are you familiar with Laird Hamilton? So he's a big wave surfer. Um, He was a big Wim Hof enthusiast. Um, And they also, there's another guy, Patrick McEwen, um, Oxygen Advantage. I don't know if you're familiar with him. No. Um, and it's, he's kind of like, to me, it's like the yin yang of, of breath work. Um, the Patrick McEwen thing, which I, I may or may not get into that, but going back to Laird Hamilton, the big wave surfer guy, obviously big wave, you get hit, you get taken down. You have to be able to hold your breath underwater for a long time or you could freaking drown too. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he's an amazing, I'm not sure how old Laird is, but he's like, you know, my generation or whatever, he could probably do 30 pull-ups. I don't know. The guy's, you know, he's a beast. Um, but they've really looked at. And again, we went, studied, hung out with Wim. And then he also looked at the oxygen advantage and these two different things. And then he's like created his own thing, which I, I like. I feel like I've done a lot of my own stuff too and studying different people and then like figuring different things out. Well, one thing that, uh, and I will talk about the oxygen advantage thing because Laird has kind of biohacked his, his, both of these. So the oxygen advantage comes from uh, a system that was from uh, years ago and from Russia actually and it was the buteco method well buteco was helping people with with um asthma with their breathing like and you know in the united states we were if it was from russia during the 50s we wouldn't even look at it right like yeah. they're just horrible people so we wouldn't even look at what they were doing but this guy was actually not like curing the symptoms of asthma like we're trying to do with inhalers he was curing people of asthma like they no longer have asthma wow. lots of people not like just a few like if they did this method pretty much if it was asthma it was gone well, like get rid of your inhaler. So the way he, he does that, and it's interesting. It's like, again, okay, we're not getting enough oxygen into the body, the body, but again, it, it learns to adapt. So you don't want to do that to it unless it's in the controlled environment. So you get these people, uh, and it, it can work with asthma. It could also work with anyone. So um, you, you practice light breathing. That's why it's opposite of the Wim Hof. So you're actually depriving yourself of oxygen intentionally. So it would be like doing a light breath. And I'll, I'll just do like one is that like breathe in for two, breathe out for five, hold for five, and then do a regular breath. And then inhale and then outhale. The main, the main thing is that whatever breath we are doing, there's different ones, but you're depriving yourself of oxygen. So by depriving yourself of oxygen, though, your body starts to adapt. Oh, okay. So you, and again, it comes down to commitment. You got to do it on a regular basis. Your body will start to adapt. So it's actually mimicking being at altitude. It's mimicking like the, so a lot of athletes are now. So now there's, I talked about Buteco in Russia, but then Dr. Patrick McEwen, next generation, our generation, he took it and he's been doing working with athletes. I mean, he's been working with all kinds of Olympic athletes, professional sports, NFL football, all these different, you know, cats. He's, he's the man. So that now he's having people intentionally deprive themselves of oxygen and even like running. You were doing light rain. Hold your breath and run for a while. Obviously, you don't want to pass out and pull out. But he's doing stuff at, at these extremes because it's mimicking. So what happens is their actually lungs start to expand. They actually start to grow. And another thing is you're actually able to, at high levels of CO2, you're able to still keep running 
and doing this stuff. Your uh, body adapts. Where normally you're like, oh, I'm going to pass out. I have so much CO2. I'm going to pass out. Well, if you continue to practice and slowly, gradually build yourself, it's that body hardening. Suddenly, I can have all this CO2, and I'm still freaking going strong. One thing that they'll even do is they tape their mouth. And this came from way back in Buteco. They tape their mouth. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. but yeah. um, And I was doing that for a while. Is this yeah. the guy who wrote the book, uh, Art, The Art and Science of Breathing, or that book that came out? I heard a lot, some of this research from that. I think, um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on that guy's name, and I feel bad, but I, I think that guy got it from that guy who got it from that guy. Yeah, he just, cl- <laughs> he, he just collected all the research. Right, he yeah, collected yeah. a lot, which is great. Uh, but, yeah. this, but uh, yeah, Patrick McEwen is like, well, he's second in line from Butego, you know, and then I think that, and I feel, I know who you're talking about, and I'm, I'm sorry, I, don't, I can't recall his name. No. He came out with a book that a lot of people, are, which is great, because it gave a lot of information, kind of like what, I've done a lot of my own research from different people, yeah. and he's like put it all in one book, and uh, it's, yeah, and I can't think of his name right now. So, the, so the, you can put that in the notes, or I can tell you later, but yeah. For sure. So the Wim Hof, when you're holding your, your breath, is that is that helping increase carbon dioxide levels or that's helping what so yeah when you're holding your breath so typically it's you know it's an inhale exhale and you do like 30 of those and then you hold your breath on the exhale and you're holding your breath and you're holding your breath and yeah your co2 levels are going up so it actually if you're doing this on a regular basis you can hold longer and longer and you start to learn your body gets stronger and able to adapt to having more co2 higher co2 levels so more efficient body. breaths, basically. Yes. Like you're you're more efficient at taking in oxygen. You're utilizing it better, it sounds like. Yeah, and another thing that they've discovered is you're actually increasing your red blood cell count on these long holds. And so if you have more red blood cells in your body, then the red blood cells, the, the hemoglobin inside the red blood cells, they take the oxygen to the cells throughout your body. Nice. So your your body just becomes more proficient. Again, if you're if you if you're like, oh god, this this guy's not breathing or is often and doing whatever, and he's holding his breath, I need more red blood cells to transfer this oxygen to the body because when we get it, we need it. So it starts. You get more red blood cells, which helps transfer oxygen to your body. You get more white blood cells, which helps uh, with your immune system. It, it helps with pain. That's the thing you know with the ice is that the white blood cells because this is freaking painful. He's on a regular you know so you're doing this on a regular basis. We need. This guy's putting us in some pain, but so if we get more white blood cells, yeah. but then it also helps with the immunity. It, it, so it's 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 doing one thing, helping you with the the pain of the ice, but it's actually helping you with so many other things. Oh yeah. So that you know some of the the benefits are yeah. just become stronger, you know, and harder yeah. human. So you went to the so the advanced course. How how long is the advanced course? So the advanced course was over like a, a long weekend, um, and when I went through it. I was blessed. I mean, there was people that obviously knew about it, but I was fairly new. I always feel like it wasn't the first wave, but it was like the second wave of folks getting into it, you yeah. know? So, and Wim came to Beverly Hills, so it was with Wim Hof. Um, and uh, I went, and uh, it, was, <laughs> it was awesome. And at that time, when I went to the advanced course, it was a lot of kind of like martial arts guys, some yogi guys. Um, that was most of the people that were there. And but then there was a few people, though, like with Lyme's disease or people like Crohn's disease has actually helped out a lot of people. So there was these people on the skirts that were looking for, how do I cure myself? So there was a few of those folks. And then there was, you know, the radical people like me, just whatever, you know, looking for stuff, you know. Yeah, like, let's do this. Yeah. And then when I, that's, and I went to the advanced course. And again, I didn't take any cold showers, but I hadn't done an ice bath yet. I'd just done the cold showers. Um so we, we did it. We went through the weekend course, and the last thing was the ice bath. And they brought all these, these kiddie pools, um, and then they just filled them, you know, a ton of ice and a little bit of water. Um, and then, okay, you know, get in. And um, 
I was, it was, I, yeah, all the stuff that I was going through, I was scared. I didn't want to get <laughs> ice. And I went in, like, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, it was tough. I wrote it out, but I really, I don't have, I have way more knowledge now. I'm going through like how, how to go through it and how to coach someone through it and blah, blah, blah. But because I'd watch some people and they were just getting, <sighs> people that, are doing it on a regular basis, like, well, that guy's a freaking ice bath rock star, you know? <laughs> and I was not. I was like, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, the words that are coming up, it, was, it wasn't yeah. pretty. You know? I remember the first time I did it, I, uh, I I could only, like, last 10 seconds at a time. Granted, I had not slept the night before, <laughs> so <laughs> I was doing this a little uh, 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 overwhelmed. But yes. it it's brutal. It is brutal. It's brutal. But it, it has an addicting... Uh, element to it yeah like once you do it a couple times and you start to conquer it a little bit hey you're like yeah that's what i thought ice bath i got you <laughs> <laughs> yes. but also you get out and you kind of like feel this like i kind of want to do it again like this little weird thought starts to show up yeah so it's like it it definitely has uh i don't know your body craves it when you start to do it more yeah i don't know if you notice that oh yeah yeah, it's it does. It's a weird thing because it does. And I do it. I have now. I, I um, when I I went through the advanced or the advanced course, and I actually was like, okay, I'm not going to do it anymore. Like I'm done. Like that kind of kicked my ass. Yeah, like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, that's cool shit. And those guys are rock stars, and I'm not. I was humbled <laughs> by the ice bath. Yeah. Um, and then I, I met someone who was a chief of police at a department in, in Folsom, and she was like, hey, uh, if you go um, through this. Um, Cynthia Reynolds, she was the chief at Folsom at the time. She goes, if you go through this and you can, um, and I was talking to her and we went to the police academy before. Anyway, so if you go through to the instructor's course, then you could teach it at Folsom PD. And she's like, I think this would be really good for cops. And I was like, ah, all right, I, I guess I'm freaking going. Yeah. You Where know? was the instructor's course? So that was in Colorado. Yeah. Okay. So I got ready. I, that's when I bought myself, which is real common for Wim Hof instructors, enthusiasts, is to buy yourself a freezer. Um, so I got one at home. Mine's mine is shot. It's I mean it's about it is I don't even want to say it's about shot. It's shot. It's still doing it. I, I guess it's about shot because I it still holds water, you know. But it rusts out. I mean, there's a freezers that are not intended to be ice baths, yeah. but they work pretty well. So you know, you just seal off the insides of this meat freezer, um, and you fill it up with water. You plug it in, and you're pretty much good to go. You, it takes a while, but then it starts freezing. Then I put it on a timer, uh, and I just freezes. I got ice on top. I break it and get in. So I have it, you know, an, an ice bath on tap. Nice. So I got that when I decided I'm going to the instructor's course. I'm like, okay, I got to step up my game because those ice bass are kicking my ass. And, I, and the instructor's course is at Colorado, Estes Park. It's like three th- or thirteen thousand feet. Uh, and I was like, wow, this is gonna this is gonna be challenging me. And so you know, after being in the military and the police department, it's like, okay, well, and I I really was into physical fitness and stuff. I'm like, you got to prepare. So I'm doing right. ice bass. I'm I, I start hiking. I start doing what I do to you know to prepare the best I can. Uh, and then I go to Colorado, uh, and it was just freaking amazing experience. And one of the first days we go, I mean, and it was interesting is they, there was like some of this unknown factor that kind of messes with you too. Like, okay guys, let's go. We're getting like, grab whatever you needed some shorts or whatever. We're going, let's go. And you know, we went out, there was snow, ice. We, we went on this hike. No one knew where we're going. What are we doing? Where are we going? Then we get to this lake that's. The middle is, is not frozen, but all around the sides, it's frozen. Oh, man. We're at like 11,000 feet or whatever. Like, all right, we're getting in. <laughs> and you did like in the snow, so we strip down, and then you get in. And it was freaking, you know, so we go out there, and I'm like, whew, this is cold. But what was interesting 
is it wasn't as cold as my ice bath freezer. So I'm like, it's cold out here, but it's not, I mean, it's close, but I'm like, this isn't, I'm all right. But then what, what was the mind fuck for a little bit was I'm like, how long are we going to be on here now? <laughs> As I was doing like two or three minutes in my ice bath yeah. and like two or three minutes had definitely passed and we're still out there. So they had us in a circle and I have a great shot of us. So there was about, I don't know, 35 of us that are anywhere in this circle out in this cold water, yeah. you know, up to here. And it was the unknowing, you know? So we were out there about 10 minutes, which is a long time in that cold of water. And then we, we got out and then you get out and then like, okay, now put on your clothes. And now your hands are like, you can't even feel your fingers. So just trying to like tie your shoes and oh, put your man. clothes and you're freaking, you know, wet. You try to drive a little bit and then walking back, you know, my hands and feet were just freaking numb. And yeah, it was pretty, in- it was intense. It was intense. Um, and we did some other stuff. What was really hard, we did another day where it was like we went higher elevation and then there was a creek that was just running. And so running water when it's really cold and it was like, because it was running, it wasn't freezing, but I think it was like 28 degrees. And they had us putting Ooh. our hands in. What's interesting is if you just go to an ice bath and just put your hand in and try to leave it in there. I mean, I should say, I'll just say for me, I leave my hand in there. Every, all the rest of my body is out. So it's interesting. The body and the mind is even like, get your hand out. It's screaming to get that out. It's harder for me to hold my hand in the water than to put my whole body in, actually. Wow. It's really an interesting thing. Like another experiment. Like, wow. Because when your whole body's in, then the body's like, okay, we're all in here. We need to learn how to survive. We need to calm the heart rate down, relax, and be in here. But when it's just your hand, it's like, get it out, get it out, get it yeah, out. Pull, just keep screaming. Yeah, pull out now. Yeah. Yeah, so we did that in the creek. Um, but what I what I did when I wasn't prepared for, like I so I prepared doing the ice baths, did a lot of breathing. I was in, you know, I was prepared for that. But what I wasn't prepared for is the camaraderie. Hmm. That was, I mean, look, I was I was in law enforcement, military, so I knew, you know, I've had that before, but it was a different thing because usually when you're in police and military, like you know, your mission, you're doing guns, you're doing all this stuff. But what was different that was there was no guns like in the Wim Hof thing, right? There was just this. We're in this together. We're in this, t- you know, we're getting the ice together. We're doing some t- tough stuff together. But doing the breath work, man, sometimes, like, you know, just have these releases. And when I did the 10 week thing, there was times I would just, like, I would just, like, well, I'm going to get, am I going to cry right now? I'd be home alone. And then, but I would just let it out. And I just, whew, you know, and I'm just release and just, like, wow, that felt amazing. So then when you now all of a sudden you're here with the, the you know, these, and there's mostly guys at the, the instructor's course. There's a few ladies there, but mostly guys. I'm like, why do I get into things with mostly guys? I don't know. Man, but I'm like, I'm like, where's the ladies? But anyway, but I was there. And, but man, all of a sudden there was this bonding, man. That, and I just had this connection with these guys that are like brothers, man. And, and I learned, you know, stuff about oxytocin and serotonin. Um, and, you know, there's like the bro hug, you know, and you just boom and you, you're like, it feels amazing. So there's this thing, you know, this this connecting with the human, with these other humans, which mm. is so tough now during COVID. That's six feet apart stuff. I mean, I get and understand, but I don't condone it, man, because it's so important for us to, you know, to get the oxytocin and this closeness. So it's just, and it, wow. And there's also when you're breathing and you're breathing with a bunch of other people in a room. There's another thing I learned about was microbiomes. So as we breathe in our stomach and our lungs, we're actually, there's all these live microbiomes. This biome is the, like the biome is the, the, where they live inside of your body. But these microorganisms are floating through the air that we can't even see. And then we're all breathing out and breathing in. So they're floating around and we're breathing each other's in just like, I mean, the really good example is COVID, right? Like it's airborne. It's floating around too. And I don't know. That's so scary. And it is. Yeah. However, there are so many positive things 
So when you're strong and you're breathing and we're doing different things, there's all these microbiomes, these different things that actually make us stronger. Oh, yeah. So when we're in group and the, like we're exchanging that, they said that even if you have a dog or a cat, you're actually in better shape because you're exchanging microbiomes with your dog and your cat. Yep. You know, it's incredible. Like there's more there are organisms inside of our body than there are cells in our body, which is just mind-blowing to me. So there's more little organisms that aren't really us than there are cells of us that are us. So these microorganisms are us. Yeah. Which is just... That's super rad. Crazy. So you went through this whole thing and now you're an instructor. So yeah, somehow I got through it all. <laughs> I became a Wim Hof instructor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then I created a course for law enforcement called Mindful Breathing and the Art of, of Keeping the Peace. Um, and they switched around a little bit, said, well, we're going to call it you know, Mindful Breathing. We'll, we'll let you slide with that. We're going to call it Mindful Breathing De-Escalation. Okay. So then I, got, and then I got a grant. I was working under an umbrella company, and I went around in California in 2019, and I taught to hundreds, if not thousands, of, of cops. And that was, that was great. And then that kind of ended, and I came out here. But I still do uh, Wim Hof courses um i've got a course coming up uh next weekend do you really uh third eye meditation here in, oh, in austin cool. what is it what is the course is it just a beginner fundamentals yeah fundamentals course so it's a four-hour uh course so we we dive deep into you know the science the benefits of the breath the benefits of the cold water uh and then we do obviously the breathing and really watch how people are breathing and really so they get the 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 um the experience so really my my goal when i'm teaching it is one that they have the experience that they they do the breath and they're like whoa I feel freaking amazing, uh, and that they get do the ice and they get out I'm like wow I feel amazing so they like when would say is is feeling is understanding, right like you and I can talk about it and you've done it you've done this breathing you've done some of the ice but you know like the best way to understand it is let's do a freaking round of breathing, yeah. <laughs> right yeah yeah like you talk about it to them blue in the face try to tell you all these these advantages but then if you do it you're like oh dude I feel amazing right now. Yeah. And do the ice bath, and you, and you're like, oh, I get it. So it's that feeling. So I want them to go away with that feeling as understanding, yep. but at the same time, go away with okay. Now I've also taught you how to do this on your own, how to go home and do your own practice awesome. on a regular, you know, and do the cold showers. And people are like, well, how do I do the ice bath on my own? And but, yeah, great. Go to Bucky's, go to these different places, get some ice, yeah. boom, you know. And, um, but really, cool. the cold showers is good. So anyway, I leave. I want them to have an experience. And to go home with their, their ability to do it on their own. Do you have any other ones coming up? Because I know by the time people see this, they'll they'll be probably passed. Right. Um, the other ones I actually have like two private ones coming up. Okay, so that you do private I'm stoked too. about too. Well, people want to yeah. if people want to figure out how to, uh, you know, contact you or right. follow you to figure out when courses are coming up right how do, how do they do that so one is which is great whether it's me or some other wim hof instructor is go to the wim hof website um, okay. wim hof and and wherever they are there's like typically there's instructors i literally around the world there's certified instructors giving courses so that's one oh. way okay. and you know if, if they're in the you know texas area or whatever then if i'm giving courses it'll be on there um and then if you want to follow me i mean uh i still i i'm, I'm looking at creating a new Instagram, but I, currently I am at Erock the World. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I, mean, yeah, I think we talked about that before. Yeah, Again, yeah. I still my I, I you know I, I put it off on my daughter Hannah like she was getting yeah. on to Instagram. I was like, what is this? And I created yeah. Erock the World. But anyway, <laughs> I rock it. Yeah, I'm trying to live into it and travel yeah. the world and rock it. So anyway, yeah, so Erock yeah. the World. Now you're rocking Texas. And I'm rocking Texas. Yeah, and I'm loving it. I'm loving Austin. So That's yeah, awesome, Instagram uh, and my even um, I also am at Awoken Warriors. Okay. Um, dot com. That's my uh, my website that I just 
recently created, so I'm posting stuff on that. So that's cool, awokenwarriors.com. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I could go on and on and talk your head off and go on cool conversations. This was super fun. But we got to kind of wrap it up here. I get it, brother. I'm sorry for the, like extended it too long. No, I, I, like, don't yeah, even. I was enjoying it. I I'm having a good time. Sweet. Don't even don't even stress it. Okay, good. Uh, I'm gonna have you come <laughs> back, and we're gonna talk about some more fun stuff. Sweet, because you got lots of experiences and knowledge, and I and I had a great time. Yeah. yeah. So man, Likewise. I really I really appreciate you being here. I'm definitely gonna come to your course. Sweet, Dude, uh, love it. I don't know if it's gonna be this one, but like for sure. Okay. Coming up. Yeah, I want to take it from you. Yeah, fantastic. I'm excited. And come over to the house, dude. Yeah, um, you get a private invitation. You come over, we'll do a breathe and jump in my freaking ice bath right there. And you know, I got a hot tub and a sauna that I'm working on. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got the setup. I got it set up, bro. I'm doing my own little home spa. So come on over. That's the way. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Dang, that was a super fun episode with Eric. Probably could have went another couple hours on that. Definitely gonna have him back on the podcast. Uh, so your focus for the week, your focus for the week is a either pick up Wim Hof's book and start reading all about the Wim Hof method, uh, B taking the online 10 week course or C, I want you to find an actual Wim Hof seminar. I want you to dive into this, whether, whether your thoughts are it's good or bad or whatever, like Eric was saying, you got to feel it in order to understand it. So I encourage you to do one of those three options. Let's dive into breath. Let's go into the cold and let's strengthen our immune systems. So thank you so much for watching this podcast. I appreciate it. Please like, subscribe, and share this with anybody you think would benefit from it. And I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Bodies by Brent. Brent has been a personal trainer for 16 years, and he's going to be here to help you get the body and health you've always wanted. Thanks for checking out the show, and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you have an idea or topic for the show, maybe you want to be on the show, and you're interested in working with Brent, visit our Instagram at bodiesbybrentatx. See you next time on Bodies by Brent.